Welcome to our chapter and verse study of the book of Revelation. It's a video series that's going to help us beware and be aware of the signs and the events and the, the spirit of the times to be ready for that last day, the day of judgment. But while we wait to be encouraged, to be blessed, to not be afraid, because we do belong to Jesus. So we continue this letter, Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one can shut, that you have a little power, and kept my word, and didn't deny my name. So you have little power, this this church, uh, but you've kept my word, and didn't deny my name. So don't we live this this life in weakness, right? Uh, not in our own strength or our own power. And you see it in the Apostle Paul, his words in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He says, when I came to you, brothers, I didn't come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything amongst you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And then he says, I was with you in these, in these ways, in weakness, in fear, in much trembling. My speech and my preaching were not in persuasive words of human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith wouldn't stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So that gospel is the power of God for salvation. It's not um, not based on our works, our ability, our power, or as the Apostle Paul would say, you know, his excellent wisdom and speech, but he comes in weakness, in fear, much trembling, but he is reliant on the Spirit's power, the power that comes through the Word of God, the Gospel. Now, Revelation chapter 3, verse 9 says, Behold, I make some of the synagogue of Satan, of those who say they are Jews and they are not, but lie, Behold, I will make them to come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. So, you know, this church that has little power, little power in and of itself, outwardly the world looks at it and and scoffs at it. And the synagogue of Satan, the place where Satan dwells, right? Uh, And we're going to find that this is a reference to those who claim to be the children of Abraham because of their uh, genealogy, but are not but they're not the true Israel. The true Israel is this little church, this little flock who holds to uh, the works of another, the power of another, uh, the gospel. And so the synagogue of Satan, though, is very active. Some who say they are Jews and they are not. So uh, there's this little group uh, in this church um, that has little power, but is being attacked by this synagogue of Satan. Um, again, the dwelling of those who belong to their father, the devil. Again, hearing the words of Jesus in John chapter 8. Speaking to the religious leaders, he says, I know who your father is. I know where your house is. Uh, you belong to your father, the devil. So they're claiming to be um, the true Israel. So they're basing that on their physical Uh, descent, their genealogy. So yes, they are Jews physically, but they are not, as this book of Revelation will say, they are not the true Israel, the spiritual Israel. The true Israel, um, that one is uh, all of those who have faith in Messiah, whether genetically, 
uh, a descendant of Abraham or of uh, the faith of Abraham. That's the, that's the difference, right? So whether you're Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male nor female, what makes you the true Israel is what your faith is in, or better said, who your faith is in. Who is your brother? The Messiah, do you have faith in that Messiah for the forgiveness of sins? Or are you of your father's house, the devil, the liar, the deceiver, the father of lies? So Revelation chapter 3 says, Because you kept my command to endure, so this little church is really going through it, right, with the suffering, I also will keep you from the hour of testing, which is to come on the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. I am coming quickly, hold firmly that which you have, so that no one takes your crown. So there's this hour of testing, which is to come on the whole world. So there is between the clouds, right? The time of the ascension and the time of the reappearance of Jesus. This tribulation, this suffering that the church goes through, hours of testing, intensifying, leading up to that final hour, all right, that great time of testing. And so we're not to be surprised while living between the clouds that suffering will come to us, uh, will come to the church. First John chapter 3, John says, Don't be surprised, my brothers, if the world hates you. John chapter 16, Jesus himself says, I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. In the world you have trouble, but cheer up, I have overcome the world. So not to be surprised by the suffering. Now, there is this little phrase, those uh, to test those who dwell on the earth. And there's a little um, clue given to us that the earth dwellers, those who dwell on the earth, uh, they're associated or noted with those who don't believe in Messiah, the unbelievers. So we see a reference uh, to this in Revelation chapter 6. So when he opened the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been killed for the word of God and for the testimony of the Lamb which they had. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, Master, the holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? So those who dwell on the earth, the earth dwellers, uh, those who have their reward here on this earth, are associated in the book of Revelation with uh, with the unbelievers. Revelation 8, verse 13, another reference. I saw and heard an eagle flying in mid-heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth because of the other blasts of the trumpets of the three angels who are yet to sound. And so there's other references as well uh, throughout the book of Revelation uh, concerning these earth dwellers. Now, Jesus says, Revelation 3, 11, I am coming quickly. Hold firmly that which you have so that no one takes your crown. Again, that reference of the crown. Uh, crown him with many crowns, the hymn says, but this one who has the crown, who rules and reigns, also will give to us a crown. We, we do rule with him. We are a kingdom of priests so 1 Corinthians 9, Paul says, Don't you know that those who run in a race uh, all run, but one receives the prize? So run like that so that you may win. 
And every man who strives in the games exercises self-control in all things. Now they do it to receive a corruptible crown, but we in uh, we an incorruptible one. I therefore run like that, not aimlessly. I fight like that, not beating the air, but I beat my body and bring it into submission, lest by any means, after I have preached others, I myself should be disqualified. So this call to here then is connected with a promise, Revelation 3.12. He who overcomes, I will make him. I will make him something. I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will go out from there no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my own new name. Uh, And he who has, has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the assemblies. So the promise, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. So again, not a literal temple, but how we are called the body of Christ, the the temple of God. Uh, Again, scripture interpreting scripture. So this is not new language or imagery. First Peter chapter two, Peter says, come to him a living stone. Rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God, he's precious. And you also, as living stones, are built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, because it is contained, or you could say written in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, chosen and precious, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. Uh, Paul says, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Or don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And so we are called uh, the, you know, the body of Christ. Uh, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Second promise is, I'm going to write on him the name of my God. Again, that name is given to us in our baptism. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, God's name is placed upon us. We now belong to that family. We belong to Jesus, as opposed to belonging to the family of the evil one or a part of the corrupt world. Uh, so we have that name placed upon us. And you'll see this in the book of Revelation, uh, the mark, the mark of the beast on those who are un- unbelievers, uh, the name written on their foreheads, which is uh, those who belong to Christ. They're sealed. Their name is written in the book of life. So the book of Revelation helps us beware, right? Beware and uh, be aware of the signs and the spirit of the times to be ready for that last day, the day of judgment. But while we wait to be blessed, to not be afraid, because we do belong to Jesus.